0: Good morning, fellow Gooners, and welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. Uh, I'm your host, Morne, and my co-host, Aiden.
1: How's it, guys? Uh, happy belated birthday to you, Mone. And uh seems like Arsenal did justice
0: and made your birthday week quite special. I mean, it actually made it quite worthwhile getting up at 5am for the game, because, I mean, it was one of those games where you first think to yourself, do you get out? Do you not? <laughs> but, I mean, look, I wanted to get to see, because, I mean... I knew for a fact Arsenal were not going to you know take that game, especially because Bayern that lately. But, yeah. uh, you know, that being said, uh, start of the Arsenal US Tour, a good test for the preseason, you know, nothing too hectic. Uh, we started out against uh, Colorado Rapids, uh, Stan Krooky's other football team. And, I mean, look, also nothing to get or carried away with, but, I mean, we also have to think that, look, they're not, really the best at the moment or having the best run in the MLS because I think they were either last or second last in the MLS at the moment. So, But I mean, either way, it was going to be a good test because with the uh, Colorado Rapids, I think with, with their season also, you know, a uh, bit in jeopardy, they needed to, you know, almost like race most of the senior stars. And it was also with, with the part I wanted to bring up with the, being a good test Knowing that Arsenal awesome, were gonna go into this game almost like with their B team. So you know, lots of new faces. I wonder mean, very interesting. And I mean the starting eleven was uh, Matt Macy, Carl Jenkinson, uh, Chambers, Medley Thompson, and then midfield, Olienka, John Jules, Robbie Burton, Edin Katia Martinelli, and Saka up front.
1: For well, for me as it's a warning sign that uh the Colorado Rapids under the ownership of Stan Kroenke. I hope that's a sign of things to come to Arsenal, you know, where we drop down further and further every season because maybe of lack of investment in and like effort put into the club because he's maybe not as a fan, you know, with him owning the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I think it's the LA Rams as well. I think those those maybe those are two sports that he's actually attracted to and and actually the sports that he loves. Like where his Arsenal's more just a business to him and there's no heart
0: putting actually into it. But well, I mean, I think what what for me in a way was key, you know, having Josh and Stan Kroenke in the crowd for that game because I think it was also needed where the, the also like the players knew or even like the fans that were there, uh, you know, that the the owner is there to you know, he, he quotes you know support the team so. Because I mean, look, there were. also going to be important meetings uh, taking place, like between uh, that uh, Raul, Vinay, um, as well as uh, Edu, and I think Emery as well. Because I think they also, with along with Josh, also probably explained to Stan Krunke. You know, the almost like, uh, I mean, in a way, it is like a dire situation we I in, mean, because you cannot go into a season, you know, with a sort of budget that we are having since it was something in the range of 45 or 50. Look, as they said last week, I still believe the the budget is something like, you know, 70 to 80 million. But I think he's probably, like, you know, when you start seeing now the the activity now in the transfer market with regards to Arsenal, I think there is way more being pumped into the kitty now for that, you know, to help out of the situation. I definitely think that's needed. But, like, moving along to the game, for me, you know, Matt Macy reminded
1: me a bit of, you know, that lankiness of him and just... His, his coolness taking the ball out of the air because quite early on in the game, I remember the Colorado Rapids walked in across and, you know, some of the Arsenal keepers were quite always dodgy in the air sometimes taking a cross, but it seems like he just coolly collected the ball quite nicely and took it out of the air. And his performance in most parts of the game, for me, I felt was good. So I think hopefully that he will get the chance at some point this season to you know, just apply straight trade, whether it be in the Europa League, you know, the dead rubber games or the Carabao Cup.
0: I mean, like, for me, the, the players that caught my eye was, or caught my attention were Tyrus, John Jules. I mean, I remember watching him also a bit in that uh, one-off, uh, you know, that that, that uh, break it Arsenal took mid-season when they went to Dubai. He was quite, you know, dominant up there since he was, like, spearheading the strike force. Um, James Olinka playing in central midfield. Looks a strong kid. Uh, Robbie Burton as well seems like somebody that's uh, you know, a real box to box type of player because, I mean, sometimes you see him shifting into the defensive line. You see him, like, uh, playing alongside Shaka. I mean, sometimes you see him adding an extra body on the edge of the box. So, I mean, also kind of bodes well if you look at some of the talent coming out at Arsenal.
1: And Nketiah as well. I know we've been a bit tough on Nketiah, you know, over the past year with the podcast, but it seems... And you know, I don't want to speak too early, but it seems yeah. like you know he's coming into his own slightly, and I hope this is a like a, a good of things to come with him.
0: Now yeah, I think look more game times is going to bring more you know more drive, more energy to his game because you're also seeing like either way he's thinking is actually more becoming like a, a team player, not you know individual, individual, individualistic. Sorry, but I mean like he's thinking more as a team player because. You Remember what frustrated me We I always to nag by you about it about, like, you know, uh, outside pod, podcast uh, uh, reception in it was that we he does not play people in your role, they under the ball trying to, you know, dribble past three or four people instead of, you know, taking an easy outlet down one of the flanks. And that I think what frustrated me most, I mean, still has a bit of that in him, but you could see it starting to somehow wear off, probably, you know, based on. Talking to the coach or you know uh, one of the coaching staff, but I mean you see it's to see more of a game player than a individual you know wanting to be an individual star.
1: Uh, I can definitely see the youngsters like from this game, this has happened, have stepped up compared to before. These guys look more angry; they look more that you know if they prove themselves now, there will be a spot in the Arsenal squad for the 25-man squad, whereas in pre- before this was just them going on pre-season tour and that's it for the end of them.
0: And I mean, like, with, with, uh, with uh, regards to the game now, our goal's coming in the 13th minute when uh, Saka, also, like, fantastic work. I think you, I believe you told me something, that was, and Kitty it was yes. for the, the through ball. And I mean, like, just the nonchalance of the kid to you know, wait till the keeper drops down and then he just dinged it over in and bundled a, a rebound in.
1: That, that showed uh, that the composure in the in the youngsters. And I mean, you know, a guy of that age, you know, would have maybe tried the, a simpler finish, which would be tried to like knock it past the keeper and could have got it wrong. So
0: yeah. big ups to them for that, for that goal that we scored. And then, I mean, for me, the goal of the game was scored, like the second goal with uh, Oli Inka. That somewhat. Uh, Dispossess, one of the, the Colorado players on the edge of the box. And then as this uh, Colorado player now tries to uh, recover and tries to shove Olinka off the ball, I mean, that, that kid's brute strength, that actually, where he stays on his feet and he smashes, uh, you know, one of that postage stamp shots, top corner goal, 2-0 Arsenal. And I think the, these type of things are needed because... If
1: this was not putting pressure on the rest of the team that maybe would have gotten complacent for their positions, I mean, the Jackas, the like, the, the, just those guys that take their position for granted in the team will maybe have to look over their shoulder now and be like, Hey, if I didn't put in a shift today, I
0: could be sitting on the bench for the next game. And I mean, we wrapped up the win when uh, our new youngster, uh, Martinelli, kissed the ball in late in the second half. I mean, I was actually happy for him because, you know, especially when you think of, of, the sort of background he's come from, you know, not really, you know, really at the place of you know falling into the, the the money pot. You know, he's like coming, you know, like a hard way coming through the ranks. And I mean, to see because I mean, there was a, a clip I think you know on YouTube or Twitter where you can actually see his parents in the apartment there in Brazil where they were now celebrating his goal. You know, your father close to tears seeing his son, you know, playing his first pro game for Arsenal.
1: Right, well, that's, that's really amazing. You know, it's
0: nice, it's nice to hear. You never hear really hear that side of,
1: of football. But with all those pros, it was a bit of a, a when, like I said, came here was very rusty. That one shot, yeah. I never remember that. Almost probably would have taken a, a plane out in the sky. With it like such, must uh, yeah. mistimed the
0: shot. I was, yeah, I was. Shocked. <laughs> I mean, you was some. like you know, we saw that composure part of him like last season. But I mean, look. Also, that being said, they can't be forgiven. I mean, this is probably his first competitive game now for the season after the, you know, the summer days for them. So, I mean, all is forgiven. But as as I said, you know, let him get that stuff out now. You know, out from the cobwebs now. And I hope he's firing on all cylinders when the season starts. But, I mean, it was also good having, you know, those little cameos. Because, I mean, look, the crowd were also getting antsy with regards to Look, they just saw the youngsters and they wanted you know some bigger names to come on and look. Emery granted their wish, I think it was 15 minutes to go when he brought on then Lacazette and uh Obama Young and Ozil.
1: It kind of got their legs ready for the tie against Bayern Munich just to get the to get a bit of a run out.
0: Yeah, and then we had to switch our attention now to the Bayern game. Uh, a total different affair versus Bayern because this time a more senior squad took the field. Um the lineup was Leno. Maitland, Niles, Socrates, Mustafi, Monreal, uh, Willock, Xhaka, Ozil, and then up front, Mickey Lacazette, and Aubameyang. And with a with bench, it was like, you know, more of, a, of a, an experienced star, but with Bayern, they went also, you know, 50-50 with the first half, uh, yeah, the first off team. With had, again, like a touch more youngsters in, uh, one or two seniors. But then, of course, when I still thought to myself, okay, this should be a, the winnable game when I when they switched the the camera thing to the bench and I started seeing the names rolling off there and I thought oh so I, I was just thinking either get the, the result first off because I don't want to know what sort of onslaughts going to come second off and you know when uh, uh, Lewandowski's unleashed, is unleashed, Koeman is unleashed, Gnabry is released, etc.
1: But well, we started off quite strongly, you know, uh, um, we call Angel Maitland-Niles breaking down from the attacking from the right hand side. Somehow the cross in the ball spills to Mkhitaryan and I felt he could have done much better with the shot but it seemed like he kind of was indecisive caught between taking the shot or actually crossing it into the box for someone to get the foot onto. I mean, that was about, I think, five minutes in and we could have been one up. So show, we show, showed our
0: pressure we started putting on Bayern Munich early on in the game. And then I think like after 20 minutes, uh, Bayern did now you know, start showing teeth. Like these- you know, with Levitt, Leno having to put off a good save from uh, Thomas Muller, I think, I mean, it was a fantastic reaction save where Alaba just whipped the ball into like across the six-yard box and Muller, you know, fired point blank and Leno still pulled off a great save. And then uh, the, the, the Georgian midfielder uh, onto Zanz. He also had one fantastic shot in the box which was like aimed for Muller and he, uh, Leno managed to claw it for away for a corner. So, you know, not... It like, like giving us also a wake up call in the game to you know to be careful of, of all the threat that Bayern still is even with some of the youngsters in the squad. Um, one yeah go on
1: one guy for me who, who you know put his hand up it was a bummying I know as well last season. Now it's very tough on him, but I don't know if it's because he played against German opposition or what, but the performance he gave it was the bummying. That I saw kind of before he started at Arsenal. I know he's gotten the goals for us and that's been fantastic, but his overall gameplay in this game, you saw him getting out wide, getting, you know, that one run of his as well. Like, i we probably going to get into it, but he was really, I was speechless of how so early in the preseason he was actually on top of things.
0: You know, that run actually reminded me or gave me a kind of, uh, made me reminisce about that on the rerun against Tottenham from, the, from our box. Because I mean, he was just like either skinning people or side-snipping people. And I mean, you could say Bayern. <laughs> but it, you know, <laughs> as he was like, you know, tearing through the, the pitch. And I mean, I was just a bit disappointed the, at the, you know, the lackluster finish or attempt by Ozil. Because I did yeah. either eat it across the keeper or try to pick out Abameyang to, you know, knock in the tap in. But I mean to smash it like the keeper, you're not gonna beat uh Manuel like that.
1: I think he, he he his mistake was he took an extra touch and it kind of he kind of knocked it further away out of his path because even if he hit that first time, I think Lena would have been stranded with if he had to put it in the far corner.
0: Oh, that that makes it unless Ursula to do one of that that bump all finishes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, those are amazing. I don't know how he does it. I've tried it many times and it almost hurt my ankle trying.
0: Uh, second half, Bayern then brought on the big guns, Kimmich, Sule, Pavard, the new signing from Stuttgart, uh, Goretzka, Koeman, Gnabry, and Lewandowski. And I mean, the game now, of course, took a whole new dimension when they came on. Because I was just thinking, I was actually feeling also the worst when I think roughly the first real action of Koeman was when he was taking on Maitland-Niles, and Maitland-Niles could not deal with him. Like I mean, he was twisting inside, outside, uh, he was like, was uh, just skinning him for pace, even with, with Maitland Niles having it at one point the head start over him. The way he just, I, I'm sure, even after the game, I'm sure uh, Maitland Niles must be having nightmares of that performance because, I mean, I know sometimes he gets caught out because, look, he's still inexperienced in that sort of position. But, I mean, to come up like that against somebody that tricky, if we don't bring in a, a actual right back or summer switch, uh, you know, bringing uh, not I wouldn't say bring in early, but having an alternate right back to to fill that position, like that, I can actually play right back. Not somebody that plays wing back because look, these attacking instincts are always going to be you know seeping through. But we need somebody that can you know sit if they need to sit because for me, too many times. I mean, you could already see every time uh, the ball would be picked up in midfield, Kau would already you know show which area he wants him to hit the ball, in which zone. And I mean, by the time the ball is there. With with Midland now turning quite slow, you I mean, really you know held him up because I mean the amount of times I saw Coleman getting him like you know where he slipped on his backside, it was scary to watch.
1: Maybe perhaps you know if Lidorzani does go to Bayern Munich, Arsenal could could try their luck and maybe bring Kinsley Coman to North London. I mean it could be worth a, a a punt.
0: Nah, I don't think Bayern are gonna. You know I think that you got the more set squad. They they in a phase more now where they're going to add and not just, you know, to on the team. Because I mean, look, they just lost Robbery. 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 Ribbery. So I don't think gonna, they probably want to add now extra Yes, I agree with it. Um, with regards to the game, a uh, breakthrough for Arsenal with Bayern, you know, um, Bayern tormentor, Aubameyang, managing to come on the end of um, uh, Mkhitaryan cross. I mean, I think that youngster of these uh, was Nansky. He totally makes a hash of the cross coming in. As Aubameyang cuts the ball into the box, it's uh, uh, you know it's a uh, one of that cross cross goal. And this youngster, the young left back of Bayern, starts to put his foot out and he steer the ball past the backup keeper, when Ulrich, one 0 no? Arsenal.
1: And it was it was a fitting that Aubameyang got in the end. You know, kind of was the creator of that goal because. He was literally doing everything in this game. I mean, like you said, he was Bayern Munich's tormentor. There was a chance, I think, as well. We, he whipped the ball in, and I think it was at least Nelson should have made it could have made it 2-0 at the time. But he, I think he, I think even Neuer got the save to it. But it was a brilliant cross of Aubameyang that he, that he put in as
0: well. Um, you know, the backlash was expected from Bayern, and um, so did the attacking prowess of Coman and Gnabry on either flanks. Uh, they were not trying to tear up, you know, the, the left-back and the right-back. We had no real answer to them. And it was almost like the the two central defenders as well as the, uh, the holding midfielder. Because I think even uh, I think Burton had to come on also to help out. We, uh, we just could not deal with things uh, happening from the flanks. And, I mean, they were, you know, throwing their bodies on the line, getting blocks in. Because, I mean, Bayern was starting to, you know, really come at Arsenal full blast. Um, on 71 minutes, Lewandowski didn't see it in a skillful header past Martinez You know, awesome goal. Um, Martinez pulled off some great save prior to that, you know, with one shot from Coleman. He just tipped over and then nothing after the goal. He also managed to claw away a Gnabry free kick.
1: That is half one another goal quickly. Um, I actually had to watch it five or six times to believe what I saw because, like, I was seeing, like that ball went over Mustafa's head when he missed jump. And he time the jump, Lewandowski nodded in and he feels for offside. And I'm like I, when I was watching the when I watched the highlights of the goal and I was watching it again and again and again, I'm like, but there was no way he was ever offside, like he didn't ever look offside. But after the header, like Mustafa is putting his head up in the air, getting
0: upset that yeah. it should be called offside. I think in the reproduction show he's actually playing all throughout the move. So I don't know, but I mean what also I want to just to uh, expand um that goal of Lewandowski just think of it he's doing a standing jump and he's still kicking at Paul with bend past the keeper I mean that guy is you know his aerial threat is scary I mean whether he was at Dortmund or now with Bayern or when he plays for Poland the sort of headers he manages to pull off is crazy
1: kind of makes us miss a bit of Olivier Giroud ruin our team and, and uh, I know we we, we haven't had a striker like once when Giroud's gone, like kind of to do that, what Lewandowski does. It's a pity that, you know, Arsenal couldn't have ever gotten their hands on him, like, you know, maybe before he got to Bayern or, you know, there's a stage where he was looking to leave the club as well. So maybe we could have broken the checkbook to get him there.
0: Because, I mean, look, as a a striker, he is, you know, what you would call a complete striker because he can punish you with a left foot, right foot, and with his headers, he can, you know, do bullet headers at you and beat you, and you can do that skillful ones like you saw against Arsenal. Um, with the, uh, back to the game again. Um, I must say, Arsenal didn't, you know, hide after that equaliser. We actually, you know, went for the jugular again because now we started bringing on the youngsters, and I mean, you could see our, uh, Bayern were, you know, this was Bayern's 1st uh, preseason game. So, I mean, even with a with strong bench that was coming on, that, that guy's also short of match practice, and you could see the longer the game now wore on near coming 80th minute that legs of these were tiring. And I think that is also vital where Emery made that, that with the changes, we brought this whole batch of youngsters to come on, you know, to, you know, unleash them on, on the on the buy-in, the tiring buy-in players. And I mean eventually it did pay off because leading up to even the, the winning goal now by Nketiah, that it took one of that was it uh, Martin is indeed one of that massive, massive punts that went over Sule and then I, I think Sula lost total control like, over the way uh, and Ketia was putting him under pressure where yeah. they was holding into that save which all in all, like, you know, started leading to the demise of him for the game. But I mean, for me also, in the lead-up to that uh, winning goal from Ketia, fantastic move by John Jules and Chambers, great passing.
1: You know, you mentioned John Jules, uh, like, I think it was last week you said, and I think even you privacy messaged me, and told me he was one to watch a still Made a joke to you, but like I don't think like you know I haven't heard of this guy. But come, um, when a while I've been watching him through the this pre-season. He seems really impressive and very self-assured in himself. He's not hiding behind anything. And most of these youngsters, actually, this from the pre-season I've seen, they're not hiding. They're taking responsibility and they're taking the opportunity by the scruff of the neck.
0: Yeah, you know, you know we also want to agree with that exact point now and just expand on it. It's, you watch that someone like John Jules, in taking on and that Kimmich of Bayern, who's supposed to be, you know, one of their best right backs. And if you see just the way he, you know, out with that little darting runs and that into the pockets of so actually freeing space up for himself. I mean it's fantastic to watch it. I mean, even with Nketiah, he was like being marked in that box throughout and then like just the way he peels off Sula to get himself free. And I mean, Sula and Pavard are there now, expensive centre back pairings and I think that's gonna be the their choice now for the Bundesliga season is that's why I think most also left Bayern. Was that with them now being like the core of the, the defense? And I mean, to see him pull himself free between both of the center backs and National men, to dart in that, that winning goal fantastic play. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm in Ketia's biggest critical, so but I mean, yes, can I do, take, you know, you're I credible, you women that kid showed real balls. Seems like Nketiah is showing his form when he carried
1: it on to the like the following game, like what happened the early hours of this morning against
0: uh, Fiorentina. Yeah, I mean I now managed to stay up for the game. Um was quite impressive. Look, we're gonna you know discuss it more in depth with next week's podcast. But I mean like just want to touch on like, certain aspects of the game. Um it was a good game because I was expecting you know, it was like a bigger onslaught from Fiorentino, but I mean, they were playing, you know, the typical Italian way where they would sit back, you know, wait for us to do the play and then eat us on the break every time. But I mean, look at We were kind of reading throughout the situation. Um, some people had real shockers. I would also add, <laughs> Andreal, I don't know how many times I think about Akan in that first half alone, two very, very undeep back passes and. When he got managed to do, did get like the, the pass to a player, he was always overeating it again. Also, when he was directing the pass, so he was getting us into numerous, you know, real like erratic moments in the match. Uh, Mustafi, again, uh, you know, for me, I do not want to go into a, a season knowing that, that he's going to be there say a second choice centre back or something. I, I mean, either he has to leave or be pushed way down the picking order because. If you have a season pro like that and you watch him and he's coming up against one of the up-and-coming talents of Fiorentina, that one of the strikers, I, said, I forgot his name now, who was every time peeling off um, Mustafi and Mustafa was every time misjudging the aerial ball. I could not believe it. I mean, to see an international like that, not being able to judge the flight of a ball, and I mean, it's not a one-off thing. He was doing it like numerous times in the game. So, That's- you know, it's... It, it won't bode well if if we're gonna go into that. I mean, I'm not, not just trying to say, Oh yeah, it's Mustafi. It was also with, with Callum Chambers. He looked totally out of it whenever a ball got played behind when he was playing when he was trying to push up as a as a holding mid, he looked fine. He looked quite capable. He was actually good on the ball, great footwork. But when you see that that link up like if, if you have a back four of, of Jenkins and Chambers, Mustafi and and because oh. <laughs> the only time I really felt comfortable was the minute socrates came on it almost like looked like he started locking down everything all like little channels and that because i mean if you're picking out different channels every time because especially first off when when it was now still that with that first uh 11 that i mentioned they were getting the spaces martinez had to pull off three or four top save top little saves because i mean he was really stretched overstretched at times because uh, even the commentator said i feel sorry for for Martinez, what he has to now deal with with having this uh slapstick back for because <laughs> I mean at times that Olienka and them of also had to, you know, chip in to make it like a back five or at times even with Burton dropping back in you know, a back six, just to try to f- somehow flood that because it was almost like becoming too easy for that to thread through balls.
1: Now, the problem comes down to, and you've mentioned it now, like Mustafa could be our second centre-back because with Koscielny wanting to, you know, forcing a way out the club, we only have Socrates who could have who, like, who's going to do that main job as our, like, you know, the first name on the paper as a centre-back. Hopefully, Rob Holding comes back and he can carry on his form, but that's a risk. So, Arsenal need, like, a seasoned pro kind of centre-back to help Socrates, and then, you know, other guys will fall in below that. I mean, I think I actually personally think we missed out on maybe bringing our to Arsenal. I mean, with regards, to that, with, you know, with
0: the signings and that stuff, um... That, that Saliba deal looks like it's going to now, you know, finally get over the line. But I'm still thinking, you know, with that sort of money that's being transferred between clubs, I would not have actually loaned him back for a season. I would have actually brought him straight in and got him, you know, used to first team matters. You know, even if it was now letting him first feel himself in in a Carabao Cup game or, or early rounds of the Europa League, do something like that. And then, you know, rather offload one of the centre-backs that <clears throat> excuse me, that you don't need anymore, like you know, tell uh, Saint Etienne, look, you can air Mustafi in for the season or something like that.
1: But we do, do 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 we do um, truly need to get rid of Mustafi? Like from his performances against, like Bayern, that that must jump, charge, jump against Lewandowski. It led to a crucial, uh, could have been a crucial goal in the game. And now against Fiorentina as well, he was also, you know, uh, this unacceptable. The performance
0: that he gave. No, I mean, there was also one, I don't think it was another buy-in game with the Colorado game, where he tried to do a Cruyff turn close on the <laughs> end of the box, and then he ended up getting, when he now panicked, when he saw it's now not coming off, right, he clears the ball straight to the oncoming player. <laughs> and, of course, I mean, the oncoming player is now not expecting that, and he just takes a pot shot which goes over the bar, and I'm thinking, dude, how many alarm bells do you want to still get before you wake up and change your game? I really thought, you know, the summer break, you know, you can think over, you know, what's, you know, the performance-wise, where he's been, you know, team down in general. And other thought now, you know, the player's going to come in because he always comes with his back-on-top tweets and stuff. But <laughs> I don't see anything, any improvement,
1: really. Uh, but at least, you know, a bright spark out of all this. Uh, Mustafi was like at first called that. He banged in, he showed a great lot of composure, which we've criticised him like on before, to slot that, that first goal that he got when he received the ball in the box, you know, took his time and then, you know,
0: picked his spot. In There's the back of the I a lot of, of Ian Wright, the way he finished it. Yeah, yes, was, yes, you're right, you're right. Quick feet and then smashing it past the keeper.
1: And it was a convincing finish as well, you know, like it, it wasn't like a keeper was made a mistake thing, he actually buried it into the back of the net
0: i mean one thing i was on the ad like with a, a second goal coming in the 65th minute from Eden, did also for me fantastic work by luck because you always see um you know luck is more eager to you know set up say someone like obama young or wikittari and somebody like that or back like with with the dreams as well but i mean you could actually see whether with, with you know it could be also now being a friend in it but i mean he was more uh, trying to help other people get the, you know, giving them the assist to, to score. Because, I mean, it was a fantastic ball the way he laid it off to Nketiah. And, I mean, it was a cool finish by him again.
1: I think it's Joe Willock as well, a guy that, you know, happy he got in this, um score sheet as well. There's somebody that you've always, you said, like, like going back last season also, like Joe Willock, when he came in, he kind of showed more than Ed Nketiah so I'm glad that as well, uh, I hope he also is going to play yeah, a part in our season next season, like this uh, coming season.
0: And I mean, look, with that finish of, of Warlock, that's also down to the graft of Lacazette like, that actually got him also in for that goal. Because I mean, it was great, you know, the way he waited the pass was the Warlock fantastic
1: So maybe, uh, like I said, it's going to be more of a adding the the loss of Aaron Ramsey, you now with providing some goals for us. Maybe, like I said, it's going to um, try more assisting as well this season, as much as bearing the chances away. Yeah.
0: I was wondering, you know, I was somewhat frustrated that uh, Martinelli didn't get to get on the score because he had like one fantastic chance at the end of the game. But you know, I've I really thought, oh, it's a bad miss, isn't it. But then when they showed the from the back of the goal, when he, you know, cause look, they show, he actually showed his turn of speed because that Fiorentina centre back could barely, you know, keep you know, in like, his you know, keep track with him. When he ends up like, trying to, because he tried one of that on retype finishes, you know, passing the ball into the net, it almost like, looked like it was about, about uh, like a leak of paint away from going into the back of the net, because it was that close, because I didn't, uh, like I told you now, I really thought it was like a bad miss. But I mean, when I saw the finish, I mean, uh, I mean the attempted finish, It was actually a damn good shot and I mean, you can see something he's probably going to work on and that could also be one of his, you know, trademark finishes when he plays because look, he already has the speed to take him past the last man.
1: Do you think he's the type of guy that will get choke in his boots? Oh, no.
0: Well, I mean, he gives us a, a faster option than Welbeck if you think of it. I mean, Welbeck I liked as well, but you could see now, you know, just before that injury also, he was also, you know, getting not that quick like he used to, you know, outpace people on the flank because, look, you get an option with, with people like Welbeck that can also play, you know, out wide or can lead the front line if you need to arrest the, you know, the key main strikers. But um, I don't know if you saw also these, uh, that uh, Brazilian striker, Everton. Um, I don't
1: know i to. I to, be to like. That,
0: yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess we should, all should now, you know, just keep track on what's going on so far. But so far, it looks like Arsenal... I, I mean I would say about, have about the sixties almost seventy percent chance of getting the play.
1: Yeah, uh, and how do you think like would that like strengthen us more in 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 like a going forward type way in terms of like helping us dominate teams more or how do you think that signing would help one thing I,
0: I look i when I watch like various clips of him. I mean of course you can you just see like the kindness you know best of him on, on YouTube and then. but I mean watching his, like him as a player He's not like, I wouldn't say he's like the tallest, but I mean, he's not he, I've, like the, the, the clips I've seen. He comes under like heavy, heavy tackles. And I mean, the way he rides it or he reads the situation, if you come, you know, lunging in at him, because like I said, his feet are quick. I mean, I thought, uh, you know, Martin has quick feet, but I mean, this guy's feet are even quicker when he sidesteps people. Because there's like little clips of him where he's like, it was like slaloming through like two or three players. At, and you just see, feet flicking out trying to trip him and then uh, <laughs> he's gone.
1: But maybe that can help the team, you know, like uh, bombing and like I said get a lot of um I'm gonna say the eyes ah, always on them from the opposition team when we're playing them. Like they you know Mark Lacazette, Mark of I bombing. Mean, you kind of can starve Arsenal a bit in the game. But you know, maybe with a guy like Everton Suarez, wasn't he as well a uh, top scorer in Copa America, if but, not uh, mistaken. i mistaken. So, so so maybe having a guy like that, you know, gives the opposition, something more to think about. So, you know, maybe if if this does go through, it would be a, a fantastic signing for the club. Um, also, a bit of a rumors are here going around. It's nothing obviously concrete. Is that Moises, keen guy of Juventus, who kind of like he kind of shot in like on the scene mm-hmm. late last season. So, you know, maybe if since he's very young, and I don't think he's going to get much game time because Juventus at the moment are. Oh, I've got a real shopping spree and if we can, you know, maybe steal him even if it's a a two year loan or a season long loan, could help the cause attacking wise, but I still feel we need another defensive mid, whether or not Callum Chambers is gonna be the deputy for Terra. I still think we need someone there and then for me a centre back as well, just to get the spine sorted
0: out. I mean I would you know where I would agree also is like you know, I'd actually bring in a like going for for two centre backs because like I think you mentioned before, now with with course, the Castellani situation, that old drama playing out, you just don't know which way it's gonna go. Because look, uh, even if he does stay, I, mean, I think he's already tainted whatever you know, uh, you know, love is there, like, you know, at the club. So, because I mean, can you imagine he comes on like say start of the season and he has to come on as a sub or something like that? that the boozer, are gonna ring out whether Omo away, it's gonna be directed straight at him and him alone. Because of the whole thing, because especially now that the, the fact that it's not come out, where he's not brought in lawyers as well with a whole contractual dispute. So, you know, it's, it's getting really messy. And I mean, I don't think we need that sort of drama either, you know, going into the season. No, if somebody wants to leave that
1: much, then you let him go. I mean, you can't, you, you don't want all of that because it's going to be a waste of time in the grand scheme of things with, like you mentioned, they're going to boo him. It's going to, it's just going to be ugly. So, and toxic for the dressing room. He's our club captain as well. So how do you go forward? You're going to strip him from his captaincy. There's just so many complications involved. So let him go and just bring in another centre-back. I mean, he can't play a full season anyway mm. because he's injury-prone. So, you know, cut your losses, sell him off and bring in another top-quality centre-back or up-and-coming centre-back to pull that
0: position. You know, with, with what you said with that Moises Keen guy, I just wonder if Arsenal is to run out of patience with Crystal Palace and the Zaha thing. I mean, I know Zaha is now pushing to to leave. I mean, I think he's also made it now public that he wants to leave. But I think, like, you know, the way they are pricing his value. I mean, I'm, I think that's also how crazy the, the football market has gone. I mean, if you think... I mean, I heard somebody say, "Oh, yeah, it's a, it could be a, like an insult." Look, the thing is, he's not playing European football anyway. So, I mean, to give somebody or to to take the risk because look, in a way, we're also taking a risk because look, he was at a big club at United, that didn't work out. Then he's moved to Palace, and I think that's almost like his level now. And that you know, he now was like he's now proved that he's even better than that level. So, I think he needs that step up again. But I think for me, what what Palace are doing. I think it's, because I mean, I, cause I'm a, with with regards to Zaha, I think I'd probably go as high as 50-55. Uh, I that's think true.
1: 50-55
0: million is more yeah. or less.
1: We should be, I mean, I know, 10 years ago, if you take into account inflation, etc., but 10 years ago, Ronaldo went for 80 million to Real Madrid. Mm. I mean, in prime, an form, Ronaldo. He's oh, telling me, Zaha, is that...
0: or oh, what you could do is, you know, you tell Palace, look... We take him off your hands for 55 million, and then based on trophies or getting us in the Champions League, we can pump it up to another 10 million if he gets us into the Champions League type of thing. You know, 10 or 15 or something like that. We just try to make You know, you try to sweeten the deal, but you also see that you can get him at a certain thing, a certain price, like a fixed price. And then you can add, you know, different perks to the, like I said, perks to the deal. Look, sometimes you end up getting, you you forget about players and then you just say, oh yeah, those players moved on. But since you own like one or whatever percent of the players, so you're going to get now a cut out of the transfer. And I think something like that also should do with Palace. You, You know, where they give them, say, 50 something and 50 something million and you throw in maybe one or two players. And then you tell them, okay, and then it's that, like a special thing in the contract where they could still you know, bump up the, the fee to even hire to get a bit more out of the cut.
1: I think Arsenal should actually throw you in as part of brokering the deals. Maybe Wilfred Zaha uh, could be an Arsenal player already.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, we can all hope. Um, I think that's about all for the podcast. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Um, I don't know what you're going to be doing this Sunday afternoon. Um, but I'm probably going to be watching Juventus Tottenham. It's about an hour, I think, or half an hour. So, I actually want to just have a look at what both sides, you know, judge Spurs on, with regard to the Premier League season and also watch Juventus to see if any of our, or, you know, if Aaron plays or, uh, you know, see if any of the new stars playing.
1: Uh, obviously, Aaron Ramsey, I'll, I'll, I'll be cheering for him because he definitely deserves all the
0: Arsenal fans <laughs> getting behind him.
1: And Tottenham, you know, he loves Tottenham. Yeah,
0: true. <laughs> Okay, guys, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Bye.
1: Cheers, guys.